Okay, welcome back to the Football All the Time podcast. Once again, it's hosted by me, DeAndre Gatson. And uh, we touched on a host of subjects in my first uh, podcast episode ever. We touched on the NFL draft. We talked some Packers, Cowboys, uh, things of that nature. But today, the gloves going to come off a little bit. You know, I, I was Mr. Nice Guy in that first one. You know, I just wanted to get my listeners, you know, an idea of who I am. But uh, today... I'm pissed off, people. Pissed off. Woo! I cannot believe it. The news that's been circulating. I know the NFL season really doesn't have anything in, intriguing right now. Right, the NFL offseason, rather. But uh, I'm first, let me let me tell you guys what we'll talk about today before I get ahead of myself here. Uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna tell you guys why I'm pissed off first. You know, that's what we're going to dive in first. But uh, we'll talk about the 18-game schedule potentially happening in the NFL and what that might mean for players in the NFL itself. I'll talk some Odell Beckham Jr., Mr. Fashion Guy himself, and how uh, things have been going in that, that busy offseason over there in Cleveland. And uh, we'll talk some Baker Mayfield as well and dive into uh, – <clears throat> Some things I have lined up. But first, I want to let you guys know what I do have lined up as far as interviews go. I, uh, like I talked about in my first introductory podcast, I am based out of Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, to be exact. And uh, I reached out to a couple head coaches at the local high schools there. Uh, Kenosha Trempert's head coach, Jared McGranahan, he'll be on um, in a couple weeks with me. And uh, look forward in July to um, Kenosha Bradford's head coach, Troy Bowie. I'll have him on. I hope I didn't butcher those guys' names. If I did, I apologize. But I will have those two guys on and potentially a slight potential of a quick Q&A with uh, Melvin Gordon and of the Los Angeles Chargers and cornerback Trey Waynes of the Minnesota Vikings. Both of those guys are Kenosha residents, and they host a seven-on-seven at the local high school every summer, Kenosha Bradford, I believe is where both of those gentlemen play. Melvin Gordon, for sure, not sure with Trey Waynes, but – Fingers crossed. I might have my first. Yeah, I won't call it. Yeah, call it big, big for me. And uh, hopefully we can get those guys on. But I'm pissed. Baker Mayfield, young quarterbacks. This this is my problem. When when your teammate or anybody you know is handling business, it's none of your business. So Baker Mayfield recently, not recently, uh, yeah, a couple of days ago, yesterday rather, had some comments about Duke Johnson, called him out, said things like it was self-inflicted. If you want to be on this, either you're on this train or you're not, it's moving with or without you. Um, those who don't know Duke Johnson, he's a backup running back for the Cleveland Browns, and he had some recent trade demands because he didn't know the team's direction with him after the Kareem Hunt signing. And they have uh, Nick Chubb over at uh, running back as well, who had a monster rookie season, along with Baker Mayfield. So Duke Johnson requested a trade, said, OK, I'm done here. I, I don't see a place for me. And management put him on the, on the trade block as well. Let me get one thing straight, the whole Kareem Hunt thing. Let's not act like uh, – because I want to touch on that self-inflicted quote that Baker Mayfield um, – Suggested with Duke Johnson, self-inflicted. How? Because uh, Cleveland was would not have gotten Kareem Hunt if he didn't have his off-the-field uh, transgressions. Kansas City was keeping that guy. 
So the only reason the Browns went after him because it was cheap, and they know they don't have to invest a lot. They don't have to invest a lot of money on him because he's on an eight-game suspension, and they'll have him back in November. More like a insurance policy, a very good insurance policy. I might add. So Baker Mayfield goes off and calls out Duke Johnson for not uh, being at the voluntary portion of minicamp. Listen, dude, you're a second-year quarterback who threw a bunch of touchdowns and team didn't make the playoffs. Now you've, you're trying to create this, uh, this culture in Cleveland because Cleveland hasn't won a damn thing and I don't know how long. And now it's okay for you to call out Duke Johnson, a running back? who's been through thick and thin with the organization. It's business he's handling, which means, Baker Mayfield, it's none of your damn business to comment on. That pisses me off with these guys. <sighs> Blood pressure rising after that. Sorry I'm sorry if I'm getting a little beside my It pisses me off. You don't see the likes of Tom Brady getting into, contra- getting into guys' contract or trade situations. He's above that. That's what winners do. What Baker Mayfield did was almost you, – you, you might cause a divide, dude. Because not only did you speak on Duke Johnson's situation, you spoke on Odell Beckham Jr. What, what, that, now, that looks all friendly. Oh, they work out in the offseason. They're fine. If Baker says Odell should be at voluntary workouts, it's not a big deal. Oh, it will be. Guess, guess when it will be? When you don't win. When you don't make the playoffs. When you don't get to Super Bowls. Cleveland <laughs> – it's funny because Cleveland has these expectations like they're supposed to – be in the Super Bowl next year or even in the playoffs. I like Baker Mayfield as a player. I can't stand the personality. Can't stand, I've never agreed with players or quarterbacks that feel entitled because they're the favorite and catered to entitled position on the field. I can remember, um, I'm a Packer fan, so I know tons of Packer stuff following all my life. Uh, those football heads out there, I don't know if you remember this name, Javon Walker, uh, Florida State standout, Packers first round pick, I believe in 03 or 04 ish. He was up for a contract. Brett Favre comes out. Brett Favre, beloved in Green Bay, beloved in Titletown. He can do no wrong except put on a Vikings jersey, but he speaks out against Javon Walker. Now, me, I was a kid. I didn't know what all that entailed. I didn't understand what he was calling him out for. But as I got older and started to understand the, the game and the business and watching him, you don't speak about a guy's money, his pockets, how he feeds his family. Stay out of it. Yes, everybody knows it's important for guys to show up to, to many camps and voluntary stuff and training camps. Nobody likes to hold out. But when it's about a guy's money... Stay the hell out of it. Baker Mayfield, don't start this trend, dude, because you haven't won anything yet. All you've proven is you can throw a bunch of touchdowns. Guess who else threw a bunch of touchdowns, dude? Jay Cutler. Jeff George, who you'll remind me a lot of. He reminds me of a short Jeff George uh, with a bigger mouth. But this team overall, the Cleveland Browns team overall, They remind me, and this is a football. This is football all the time. Well, all we do is football for the football heads out there. This is all we do, baby. It's football, so don't get this twisted. But I'm gonna make a my a, a very quick comparison. This is the Cleveland Browns. Today's Cleveland Browns start remind me of. Remember when the L.A. Clippers got Chris Paul? They had Blake Griffin. They had DeAndre Jordan. 
They're all coming together. Live City. Oh, we taking over. No more Showtime LA Lakers. I'll show you the comparisons. Fired their coach. What has Cleveland done? They fired a coach. They bring in Freddie Kitchens over Hugh Jackson. You got uh, Doc Rivers over there. No comparison there. You got Chris Paul, a fiery, you know, overachiever at point guard, uh, short, you know, short in stature compared to NBA guys. But you got in Baker Mayfield, shorter quarterback, told he can't do it, not bit, not tall enough, uh, not strong enough arm, uh, had to walk on at Oklahoma. So you got, you got that comparison. Then you got the flash. You got Odell Beckham Jr., baby. You got all flash, one-hand catches, big blonde hair. And you got Blake, Blake Griffin winning dunk contests, jumping over cars, flashy. Everybody's all, oh, everybody's in tune with them. Then you got the hard worker, Jarvis Landry, the overachiever a bit. Compare him, DeAndre Jordan, the big center, overachiever a little bit. And what did they do? They won a bunch of games, which I expect, I expect Cleveland to at some point win games. It's too much talent for them not to, especially on defense, which I think is underrated. They got a hell of a uh, defense coming back. But the L.A. Clippers, live city, no rings. And Cleveland, I'll tell you now, you're going to win a bunch of games and win no rings because your leadership is sketchy. Baker Mayfield, he'll run more guys. He'll turn more guys off. Because I think he's trending in the wrong direction by speaking on guys in their personal matters. Remember this. I'm going to keep saying this. When it comes to business, it's none of your business. And I don't care if anybody in Cleveland's listening to this. I don't care if you'll take – y'all don't make her. That's just some guy in his mom's basement doesn't know what he's talking about. Never played at a high level. You're damn right. I'm not in my mom's basement, though. But you're damn right. I never played at a high level. But I've watched this for long enough to know. Guys who tend to speak out haven't proved anything. Yeah, they might last in the NFL, but they won't get you that ultimate goal. Promise you that. And I'll keep saying it. I can't recall a quote from Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champ, calling out a guy for not being for not being at a camp. Can't recall his older brother Peyton calling out anyone for wanting their money. Tom Brady, hell, I know doing that doesn't pay any damn body, but he keeps his he takes less money, so he keeps his damn mouth shut. But they have a certain standard over there in New England. So I'm not even going to put them in the same breath as Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, Mr. Big Mouth. Oh, man. But that, that's, what, that's what pisses me off. And I hope, it, I, I hope that this kid understands that being a leader doesn't mean you have to call guys out in the media. Win the, you don't have to feud with the national media guy over there at FS1. You don't have to do that. Dude, just what happened to the days when guys just strapped up, went out there, threw four touchdowns, went home, kissed the wife, and did it all over again next week without talking about it? You know, what happened to these guys? It's, oh, love the NFL, but, man, we got some guys who just come in, and it's like microwave, man. Nothing gets baked anymore. It's all microwave. Everybody wants instant. Guys need to relax. Baker, stay off your teammates. And Duke Johnson has been nothing but a constant pro. His quote was, I'll, as, as long as I'm here, I'll be a professional. He's at the mandatory portion. He skipped voluntary. He, he, look at the situation, guys. Cleveland's doing business. They're going to keep a guy in Duke Johnson until the better player Kareem Hunt gets back after the eight-game suspension somewhere late in early November, I assume. So Cleveland's doing the right thing on the business side. But Duke Johnson's looking out for himself as well. So speaking of the Duke Johnson situation, 
uh, on the Facebook page, Football All the Time on Facebook. If any, if any of my uh, people that like the page or if you haven't done so already, Football All the Time on Facebook, I put a trade proposal out there that I think will benefit two of these teams, Cleveland and the Green Bay Packers. Because recently, Josh Jones of the Green Bay Packers, the young safety, third-year pro, he requested a trade for the similar reasons Duke Johnson did. Um, Packers have signed Adrian Amos. They went after Darnell Savage in the draft, and they have a couple young emerging safeties uh, by default on that team. And Josh Jones doesn't see a fit there. So he he demanded a trade, and... In a good organization that stayed quiet. The only reason we know, because obviously sources leak it, but no players are speaking on uh, Josh Jones. Nah, good organizations know how to. Good organizations, solid organizations, players know. I don't speak on another guy's money because that's my teammate. But anyway, real quick. So Green Bay has uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones in the backfield. You add Duke Johnson, dynamic pass, pass catcher. Matt LaFleur can do wonders with that three-back rotation. Uh Look what Philly did a couple years ago with theirs when they went on to win the Super Bowl against New England. So uh, Josh Jones goes over to Cleveland. He replaces uh, Jabril Peppers. He becomes teammates again with uh, Demarius Randle. And I think they're a formidable secondary back there. But Josh Jones struggles a bit in, in coverage from his time in Green Bay. But in the box, he's amazing. I think he fits that defense perfectly. And like I said, Duke Johnson comes to Green Bay along with the seventh-round pick. That's my trade proposal. And the winner of that trade, I think, would be both players. But Green Bay, I think, ultimately will get more value out of that trade. But that's why I'm pissed. And I'm, I'm moving off this subject because I can go on and on and on about this guy. On and on and on about this dude. Wow, I couldn't believe he said that. And, hey, call it nitpicking. Call it, oh, you don't have a... Anything to talk about is not a busy summer in the NFL. BS. I don't like it. Neither should you guys. But, hey, that's just my take on it. Moving on. There's been talks of an 18-game schedule in the NFL. And I'm going to tell you guys why. I'll give you some – I guess I can give you some pros and cons, but will we get football fatigue? A person like myself can never get football fatigue. I got a Facebook page called Football All the Time. They can play 365 days a year, all I care. But anyway, the players, it it would benefit the players in this aspect, though, an 18-game schedule. You get more money. It's all about the dollar. You know, more money, more revenue flowing, uh, more revenue shares with the players. All about dollars. That's what increasing the regular season is about. It's not about us, the fans. Billionaires are looking for ways to continue to become billionaires or stay billionaires, rather. One thing that I would like to see happen, if this does come to fruition, excuse me, guaranteed contracts and added roster spots. You have 53, bring 60 guys on the active roster, keep seven on the practice squad. Guarantee the contracts. If you, if you need to sign shorter deals, we got to sign shorter deals. But that money needs to be guaranteed somehow, some way. I don't have the answers. I don't have, I don't have the answers. But, damn it, if you're going to send a guy out there to play that physical of a game, I know the practice schedule will be scaled back and lose two preseason games. I get all that. But at the end of the day, fighting for playoff spots in those division games in December and January, late November after Thanksgiving, that, fo- that game gets physical. Uh, colliding into each other. Oh, my God. That, 
guarantee the damn contract. If you're going to do any favors for these guys, insurance, all that, guarantee it. These guys, that's a gladiator sport. Yes, they've made penalties to where the game is a, a bit safer, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, it's football. Two guys running into each other at full speed, contact sport, guarantee the contract. Somehow, some way. If I'm if I'm on the players union, that's the NFLPA, that head of the players association, that president, guys need to fight for that. Dude, go in those office. If it takes a lockout, so be it. Your livelihood, 18 games, that's brutal, plus playoffs, plus Super Bowl. That's brutal. That 18-game schedule, guarantee those contracts. And like I said, health. Health is a health is the most important thing. Fight for guarantees. Renege the um rig the practice schedule. The intensity of training camp, it's already been dialed down a bit. I, I now I understand that. And uh, please, 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 please find some way for these guys when they're done playing the game, whether if they're in the NFL for two and a half years or 22, get these gentlemen some legit insurance. I know it's good, but get it to where they're covered for life. Some of these guys can't even walk out of bed, let alone let alone in their in their careers and figure out what their next move is. No, this needs to be. These are the things that need to be that need to be attacked. In this 18-game schedule. And I, I like it. More football, the better. That, for, as a fan, I love it. But looking at the player side, revenue sharing, health, guaranteed contracts. That stuff needs to be put in the pot and given to players. <laughs> the owners will never lose money. It's virtually impossible to lose money off a product that's so popular in America with a billion or a billion people. That love the sport, love the game. Nothing can detract anybody from watching it. Nothing. Nothing. I'm convinced. Football's been dominating baseball the last 35 years, which was, I wouldn't say 35. I go to last 25. Baseball is considered our national pastime. I'm starting to think it's football. And I don't, will football fatigue set in with the casual fan? Maybe. But the lifers like me and you are listening to this podcast? Never. Never will. But that 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 eighteen game schedule, like I said, is nice for the fan in me. But as a if I'm a, if I'm in the player's shoes, I'm sorry if I keep going back on this, but go after those guaranteed contracts, dude, and don't look back. Secure the bag. All right, eighteen game schedule. I'm going back to Cleveland to Odell Beckham Jr. There, the wide receiver position has gotten a a bad, a bad rap. I feel like they get they're the how can I say this they're 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 the most visible position because guys wear helmets so you don't know who these guys are with a helmet on. But it just seems like the wide receiver gets the better endorsement deals. They they're more flamboyant on the field. They're better looking than some of the guys. They're just, <laughs> I get why they get the diva tag. I don't like that, but I get why they get it. But there was a time when there was a guys like Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. Um, and today's NFL, you might got your Julio Jones, and before that you had Calvin Johnson, Brevity Ty, just Steve Largent, just hardcore 
guys who just blue collar, lunch pill. They they just don't make them the same no more. Odell Beckham Jr. is a heck of a talent. I know the money gets in the way these these days. You got trainers, galore guys like to stick with their own guys. I don't like quarterbacks or anybody calling guys out in the media. But personally, I think a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. with his first year, Le'Veon Bell as well, your first year with the franchise, you got to get to the voluntary portion to build that camaraderie with the guys. To me, when Odell Beckham said he would like to go to L.A., Last year, that just showed me that wherever he was traded to was just going to be a pit stop in his career. Because if things don't go right in Cleveland, he's probably going to demand a trade. It, he seems a little – he's so popular, it seems like he has that – and here I'm going basketball again, but it just seems he has that LeBron James-esque. Like, I, I'll get myself out this situation. You know, he secured the bag in New York. They traded him to Cleveland. To me, he doesn't look like he doesn't sing, he doesn't come off as the guy like ha ah, going to Cleveland happy <laughs> rainbows and unicorn. No, he seems like a guy ah I'll do my own thing. If this thing works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. He seems a little he seems like a little meh when it comes when it comes to the Cleveland Browns situation. But him and Baker Mayfield, like I said, it seems like it seems like they're on the first date. You ever been on a first date and it's just oh you gazing into her, his or her eyes, everything's peaches and cream, everything's fine, the the wine tastes better, the dessert tastes better. Start waking up to this person six months later, it's like eh, maybe we're better for each other from a distance. And, and I, I hope no, I don't want to come off as a hater of the Browns. I hope it works. I don't want to put any bad mojo in that situation. But if it doesn't, Odell Beckham's going to demand a trade. He's going to get out of there. And a lot of people are going to blame him. He's selfish, yada, yada, yada. But I, I, from my understanding and from what I watch and what I read, I think Baker's going to become a guy, if things don't go right, he'll use the Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger style. Blame deflecting, passive aggressive shots at the media. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like if you heard a story later in his career, a guy attacked. He he fought a guy in a lot. He's, he's so damn feisty. He might got a short man complex like myself, but he's so he's so damn feisty. And I, and I hate to keep harping on Baker, but you're been in, he's been in the news lately. So OBJ, and uh, I feel it's important to talk about. And I feel like that's what you guys want to hear. So, yeah, with the Odell Beckham situation missing camp, <laughs> some aspects is, no, is it a big deal? Yeah, just because it's his first year first, with a young guy as well, you got to build that report. I know they have until September, but he won't get many snaps in August in live game action against other teams in the preseason because he's coming. he still had some ankle or leg issues in the past in New York. So I just feel like it's a big deal for this reason. Build a, uh, build a report with your young quarterback. Try to get some – Favre, Sterling, Sharp, or Jerry Rice and Steve Young, Joe Montana, uh, Jerry Rice kind of thing going with Baker Mayfield. I hate to put those guys in the breath of those guys, but, hey, Odell Beckham is an extreme, extremely gifted athlete and a talent, and uh, Baker Mayfield has a lot, a lot of upside, a lot of potential. We all see it. He, he's just a <laughs> he's just a wise guy sometimes, and it kind of it pissed me off, obviously, like I said earlier in the episode. So here we are. Ooh, so far, I'll give you a rundown. Baker Mayfield pissed me off. We talked the eight, the 18-game schedule and some things that had me uh, on edge and some things that 
I thought the players should look at. We talked about we just talked about Odell Beckham Jr. finishing up training camp and things like that. I just want to pause quick and just and remind you guys again that I will have Kenosha Trempers head coach Jerry McGranahan on. We'll discuss uh, that high school's uh, program, some of their top recruits, um, talk about last season and what to look for from them. Um, then we'll transition over in July to Kenosha Bradford and talk to uh, Troy Bowie, the head coach over there, and possibly have Melvin Gordon on later in, later in that month as well. And um, just want to get you let you guys know that Montel Austin, wide receiver from St. Cloud, Minnesota St. Cloud University, small division Division two school up there in Minnesota. He's a transfer from Murray State. I'll have him on. He played high school ball against. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he was at Murray State with uh, Quentin, uh, the Jets' number, number three overall pick, Quentin Williams, younger brother. He uh, played at Murray State with him. He'll have some insight about those guys and what his transition has been like and uh, his transfer process up to St. Cloud. Just getting my notes together, guys. Just getting my notes together. Excuse me. So, I had a quick take. I like to have these quick takes on uh, my Facebook page. I do them every Sunday. I did a quick take on the 85 Bears and why I feel like they underachieved. And recently, I did a quick take about the best college football team I've ever witnessed, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. That team had three Hall of Famers. Andre Johnson's going to Hall of Fame. Ed Reed's going to Hall of Fame. Vince Wilford is going to the Hall of Fame. You can... <laughs> Sign, seal, deliver that. That's the best college football team I've ever seen from this aspect. Speed, consistency on offense, special teams. It, it was no, it was no, it was nothing you could do against them defensively that will work. And they played against some amazing talent. If you guys are talking talent, wasn't there? Hey, I'll give you one name, Michael Vick. He didn't have a lot of success against those, against some of those players. But when they hit their peak. The year before Butch Davis went in 2000, when they went 11 and one, when the BC and the BCS screwed them out of a national championship berth, because they should have been in three national championships in that span. They had a bogus PI call against uh, Ohio State in 2002. They should have been back-to-back -back champions. But that 2001 team is the best college football team ever. Ever 43 Pro Bowl Pro Bowl selections. 21 all-pro selections from the first to the third team. Depth. I mean, Clinton Porters, Willis McGahee, Najee Davenport. You kidding me? You kidding me? You got Andre Johnson leading that receiving core. You got Kellen Winslow Jr. Are you kidding me? DJ Williams, Jonathan Vilma, Antrell Rowe, Ed Reed, Mike Rump, Philip Buchanan. Did I mention Vince Wilfork in the middle? Jerome McDougal. Oh, guess what? <coughs> Freshman? Just Sean Taylor roaming the field. Sean Taylor. And if his life wasn't cut short, RIP Sean Taylor, probably would have went down as the best safety ever. Yes, I said that because it would have been fact. I don't, I don't like to give a lot of – I give my opinions, but I love when I give fact. And that's a fact. If that guy doesn't lose his life senselessly years ago, he finished his, his career – as the best safety ever.
Same could be said about Jerome Brown back in the day, the defensive tackle for the Eagles. He lost his life. He lost his life. Excuse me, tragically. But ask, ask his teammates, look it up, Google it, young people out there who don't know the name. Jerome Brown would have went down as better than Warren Sapp. Yes, better than, better than Warren Sapp, better than Aaron Donald. But that 2001 Miami Hurricane football team was the best college football team ever. That quick take is on my Facebook page. Check it out. I got some stats in there. Talk a little bit about Butch Davis and Larry Coker. Uh, I got some... Got some feedback on it. I got some. Uh, I got some guys going back and forth. Got some likes. It's interactive. Is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to touch the heart of football nation with that. And uh, every Sunday, look out for a, a Sunday quick take. That's on the Facebook page. Football all the time is the Facebook page. Go check that out. Go like that thing. It's fire. It's lit. Is what we like to say now. It's lit. Also, a mailbag. I want, to, I want to be interactive. I want you all to challenge me on things I talk about, things I say. So I'm introducing you guys to a mailbag. Email me, footballallthetime365 at gmail.com. Subject, football podcast. If you do not put that in the subject line, I won't read it. So what I would like is when you do email me, at footballallthetime365, I'll uh, reveal the mailbag once a month, and I'll do three questions. I'll pop find the top three questions. It could be, hey, what do you think about this situation? Or challenge me on something from a previous podcast that I, you think I may be wrong about or I don't know too much about. Challenge me. In that mailbag. We'll start that mailbag when I start getting some uh, emails. So email me. The link's on the Facebook page. Did I mention the Facebook page? Football all the time. But if you wanted to email me right now on your phone, football all the time, 365 at gmail.com is the email. I also will be bringing on a fantasy football guest. I in the works for co-host, but today that was all I wanted to talk about. This is going to become a weekly podcast. I it's to get this ball rolling and get more viewership and listeners. I got to get this thing going. So weekly you'll hear this voice. Um, I got some subscribers on Spotify. I got some listeners on Anchor. I'm on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts as well. We're getting there. I'm building this thing. I'm getting this train rolling. And remember, remember the football all the time Facebook page. Like it. Subscribe to the podcast. Let's talk. Baker Mayfield, you pissed me off, dude. Don't do it again, buddy. I'm going to have to come to Cleveland and find you and tell you about it. Odell Beckham Jr., get your butt to camp. Help that young help that young bull out is what they like to call him. He's a young bull. They call him a young goat. I wouldn't go that far. Ain't no damn goat. Yeah, I. Right. You can throw some touchdowns. But can he put you in the playoffs and win some big games? Plant your flag in the playoffs, Baker. The touchdown maker. Bit of a faker. <laughs> I like I like to spin on that. But um, that's it for today. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. And remember, no matter what time it is, it's football all the time, baby. <laughs>